Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. I'm going to share with you the theme of the class before we jump into the mat practice. I like starting this way to develop connection, uh, develop understanding, and ultimately develop intimacy. And so we're in this together. That's the idea. Yes, the individual, but in the collective. And we're pulling towards something. That's true for you as an individual. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You want something from your time here, which is great. And that's something you can potentially obtain on your mat. And then we're in the collective. And so to tend to both. I often speak to difficult issues, you could say. Challenging issues that we all share as human beings. And today's no different. This morning's no different. I'm going to attempt to articulate a problem. And then the attempt is to solve it. You'll have about 60 minutes on your mat to attempt to solve this problem. <laughs> and that's what's so rich about being on the mat is if it's used wisely, like to solve problems that you have currently in your life, it is a very powerful practice. It can be that. It can often be missed as well. It's just a place to escape and to get away. And that's okay sometimes. However, we can miss a lot because what's waiting for us is our life. How is our life waiting? So I'm gonna share with you the focus of this class, which is the side bodies. That's my focus. I'm gonna focus in on your side bodies and see what happens this morning. What lives in the side bodies is up on the top board. The left side, betrayed by love or life, so we can hold betrayal. Left side body, you've been betrayed. You've been around long enough, that's happened to you. And you've also been the creator of betrayal as well. You've betrayed others, and however that's shown up. Right side, pick people who can't nurture. That sounds familiar, absolutely. It's you, you don't know how to nurture yourself very well. That's true. And if that's true within, that's also true outside of you and other relationships. There's times that you're not so nurturing. And we have a tendency of picking people sometimes that don't know how to nurture. And that can lead into some challenges like conflict. Have you ever been conflicted? In a conflict? <laughs> yeah, we're conflicted. So that's the focus. And it's an interesting focus. It's a sensitive issue and issues. And those sensitive issues can get stuck in the tissues. Have you poked around in your side bodies? It's a tender part of the body. Woo, tender. And so we'll see what happens to you this morning. This conversation is focusing on emotional addiction as well as emotional bonding. How our emotional addictions can lead into emotional bonding. It's very curious how this can play out. Sounds like a monkey on the roof. That could be true. Walking from mango tree to mango tree. What a light. <laughs> so my hope this morning is you get to learn something about yourself through this conversation. It's something you know very well. What I've noticed being in this space for the last 14 years, this space, space called Peace Retreat, 
is that many people are attempting to escape this experience. And so they come here. It's a blistering experience when we can fall into this trap. And so people come here to escape it, to rehabilitate in some sense, and then go right back into what they left. And that's waiting for each of you. You're not here for that long. And so you come for a while, you have an experience, what's waiting for you is your entire life, the very life that you left. And all the blessings that your life is, um, that are nestled into your life, but then also the challenges. And so my hope this morning is that you can learn something about yourself to attempt to shift something in your life. So it's less problematic. That's the brilliance of the yoga practice, that these experiences are not just concepts, thoughts. They're in your emotional body and therefore in your posture. And the idea of yoga is to work yourself in a way that you straighten yourself out, to get a hold of yourself in new ways. Physically, absolutely. You'll be in poses and fine, good for you. I'm more focused on the internal posture, what that posture is, and how you stand in your own two feet every single day, and what you're actually and really pointed at. And that's a very curious conversation. And those are the conversations I'd like to have. So I'm gonna walk you through some distinctions and see if you can find yourself in this conversation. I'm gonna ask you some questions, not a test, but just to get you involved in the conversation to see how you're relating to it. I do not feel safe. And therefore you only get what I want you to have. You only get what I want you to have. We can posture ourselves in relationships like that all the time. I'm gonna only show you what I want you to see. That's it. Don't ask for anything more. And if you do, you're gonna hear about it and you won't like it. So take it. What I give you, that's what you get. So accept it. Take it. What I want is what's familiar to me. Plainly put, I chase feel good emotions. Feel good emotions, something that's familiar. And this is the interesting inquiry. What's familiar to you when you're in a relationship? You're looking for something. We all are in our own unique way. We're hunting, looking, and we place ourselves in relationships to fulfill feel-good emotions. And feel-good emotions are something that's familiar to you that you don't necessarily like, but you know it intimately. And you've known it for a very long time. You grew up with it. You've literally grew up in it. We are the result of where we come from. And so it's grown with you. You've grown with it, this emotion that you know oh so well, that you're attempting to fulfill often. And some of your relationships in your life are that and that only. There's nothing more to them other than you getting your feel-good emotion out of this individual. That's a tough perspective to take on that we can position ourselves in relationships such as this, but we can and do. And so some of those feel good emotions are up on the board, fear, rejection, anxiety, shame, sadness, humiliation, terror, I don't know, you name it. Something that does not feel so, so good in the body, but you know so well. Mine is in the realm of sadness. I know sadness very well. It takes me a bit to get there. 
not that long, but I can get there. And I've positioned myself in relationships for that to be the outcome. Sadness. I know it very well. I know what it feels like. I know what it looks like. And how I get it. And I'm a master at it. And how I can place myself in relationships to get that experience over and over again. I know what it sounds like. I know what it looks like, feels like in somebody else's body. I know it. It's a posture. All the mannerisms, the tones, I get it. It's like, oh, isn't this a curious posture that I know so well? Let me nestle up to this experience for a while and see what happens. And what I can assure you, nothing good happens from that experience. But yet it's familiar. That's what's so devastating about it. I'm attracted to it. It's calling me in its haunting voice. Hey! Doesn't really sound like that, but hey. <laughs> Thank goodness it doesn't sound like that. And so my question to you out here, is there some emotion that you find yourself attracted to, familiar with? Yeah, the shake. Yeah, it's a skin crawling experience sometimes. Maybe you don't even wanna say it out loud, but it's in your relationships. Literally, it's in your relationship to yourself for sure, and those that you're closest to in some sense. How much, who knows? Anybody get a sense of this? What's a feel-good emotion that you're attracted to? Well, I, I used to like pain, but mm -hmm. I to Okay. This, uh, a long time. Okay, pain. You've done some work around it. Very good. And what kind of pain? Like emotional pain? Yes. Okay. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, that's where it leads us. That's the destination, pain. Anger? Anger? Yeah. Okay, all right. So you've been, in the past, you've placed yourself in relationships where there is anger. Okay, very good. Thanks for that. Rejection. Rejection, okay, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Confusion, thank you. Mm -hmm. Say it again? Guilt. Guilt, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Good to name it. Very good to name it. As a result, I am volatile. Sometimes, sometimes I want you. That's when I'm the pursuer. Gimme, 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 gimme. I'm out there pursuing. And sometimes I don't. And that's where I turn into the fleer. I flee. Sometimes we pursue, sometimes we flee. That's how we can posture ourselves in relationships. I am therefore impulsive and take undue risks. And we can do that in relationships, place ourselves in relationships that aren't good for us. And we become risky. I love, I'm ha I, I love and I hate. I'm warm and I'm cold. I'm this and I'm that. We live in extremes. And it can be confusing and wobbly. Sometimes we're getting what we want and sometimes we don't want that any longer because we know it's not good for us. And that's how the relationship can be. I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. You've had relationships like that. You're having one right now. It's a relationship we have to certainly our body, 
us as an individual, sometimes we want to be in our body. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we love our body. Sometimes we hate it. That happens with our emotions. I like this emotion. I don't like this emotion. Our thoughts, absolutely. And so we're head to toe in this experience. And if we're head to toe in this experience, of course, we're head to toe and experience out in the world and relationship as well. And so I do not feel safe. And it seems to me love hurts. And we can have that experience when it comes to love. And so I must protect. I have to protect myself against myself. I have to protect myself against you because you're going to hurt me. And so we're amazing at setting ourselves up for hurt. That's a tough posture to take in relationships. And if you're not careful, that's exactly what you'll practice on your map. And that's easy. That's the default setting. To land yourself on your mat and to practice harm. I see that more than anything. I've been doing this a while. <laughs> I spent time with many, 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 many people over the years. And that's what I predominantly see. Practicing harm. It's tough. It's a tough practice. It does not end well. And that's why it's important to be so intentional to understand your pathology, to understand yourself and where you come from. Because it doesn't just disappear. Like you do something or take something and then all of a sudden it's gone. It's like, no, you're still here. And so these systems that you've built over decades are still with you. They are you. There's no escape. But there are practices to counter these systems that are in place that you know so well. And that's the attempt. I thought it'd be even more interesting to get into the nitty gritty, potentially. I have three boards this morning. I don't typically do that. <laughs> well, I'm getting closer to those now. I have so much to say. Up on this board, I get my emotional needs met by being, and we're being something. And there's three examples up on that board. And you're going to fall in one of them. One of those examples, I'm going to share it with you because you come from this experience. And so you are this experience. Conflicted. That you're familiar in some ways with abusive behavior. Whatever that looks like, abusive behavior. That could be verbal, physical, sexual. And so you know that in some sense because you've experienced it. Unpredictable, lack of behavioral patterns. You're hot, you're cold, you're here, you're there. You're just unpredictable. You grew up in that environment and you are that environment. And you perpetuate that environment. All the time, of course not. Withdrawn, largely absent, physical and or emotional. Maybe you're not around much physically. You're out and about somewhere. Or you are there, but you're absent emotionally. You can't be felt. Maybe that was your experience that you now perpetuate. I'm not too sure. What's familiar to me is withdrawn. 
That's what I'd say. I could be really good at that. I'm here, but not really here. <laughs> I was there, but no longer. I learned that. I learned that kind of behavior. And so I adopted it. What I'm very familiar with is unpredictability. There's an attraction I have to unpredictability in relationships. With like a side order of withdrawn. So it's like unpredictability and then the side order of withdrawn. I know that experience oh so well. Because I grew up in that. And so I'm familiar to that and therefore attracted to it and can perpetuate that in my relationships. Never does that end well. It's very painful and it leaves me sad. An emotion I know very well. And that's how I get myself there. When I withdraw, I know where I'm going. Sadness. I'm alone, not feeling very good about anything and lock myself into a state of sadness. If I spend time around people that are unpredictable, I don't feel safe. That too will lead me into a state of sadness at some point. And I try and balance those extremes out in various different ways. If I'm in an unpredictable state and experience, I withdraw to create safety for myself so I don't get spun up in the chaos. That's one of the strategies I have. I don't like this, so I'll rely on this strategy to pull myself out of the experience. If I stay in the experience, I get swept up in the chaos and I too become unpredictable, which I do not like. I already know what happens when I come, become unpredictable. I become unsafe. And that's not an experience I wanna create for anybody. I've already played that out in my life. I've end up, ended up places I did not want to be as a result of that practice. And we all do that in our own way. And to know how you do it is useful. That's how you derive wisdom, by understanding yourself, because it's waiting for you. You're gonna see it on your mat. It's gonna visit you. Hi, remember me? I've just been sitting here waiting just under your skin. But it's not on your mat. It's some interaction waiting for you, calling on you, whispering to you. Take the bait. You should do it. It's so familiar and cozy. And so I have a question for you out here. On that board, conflicted, unpredictable, withdrawn, which one stands out for you more than the others? How would you say it? Which one resonates with you more than the others? Okay. All right. Maybe that's why we're bound. <laughs> it's interesting, right? The withdrawals know each other. It's like, hey, you're very familiar. And we have an interesting bond. Who else? Unpredictable. Thank you so much. Unpredictable, yeah. It's like one of the last things you want to say out loud. It's like, uh, unpredictable. All right. 
So I'm so attracted to you. That's right. <laughs> What's that? Okay. All right. Unpredictable? Oh, conflicted. Thank you. Thank you for that. Who else out there? Surely you have something to say. I'm so curious where you come from and who you are. Unpredictable. Unpredictable. All right. Thanks. Thank you, brother. Mm -hmm. What do you got? You're smiling over there. I can't help myself but ask. Unpredictable. Okay. Mm -hmm. Withdrawn. Okay. Withdrawn. Yeah. Okay. It's not a mystery. People see this. They know it. They can sense it. And it's like we can, there's this thought that we can have that we're hiding these things. It is us. It is in our posture and everything we do. And so if you're paying attention, it's like, aha, uh -huh, okay. You can really understand somebody's pathology. You only know that if you know yours. And that's the attempt. That's how I hold this beautiful practice called yoga. It's an opportunity to really get to know yourself, which is a terrifying endeavor. It is not simple. That's why so many people don't do it. It is brutal to understand yourself. But it's also brilliant in so many different ways. But when you start to unravel some of these patterns and get closer to the things you say you want in life, these are the things we have to confront. So emotional bonding. We tend to bond to what's familiar. Like familiar emotions, what we know, which you've already said, and you know it. And good for you that you know that and you want to know it and have it out in front of you. I'm bound to you as a result of your emotional state. I recognize it and therefore I know you. Clearly, I must know you. This is so familiar. It's like I know you. Oh, it's so warm and cozy and lovely. However, I'm confused. Is this familiarity or true connection? Hmm. Is this just simply something familiar or is it true connection? And that's different. Very different. Damn it. I think it's familiarity bonding. I'm bound to what's familiar. Damn it. I've done it again. And now I'm in relationship with you. What the hell? And whatever kind of relationship that is, who knows? And now we're in a pickle. I actually don't know you. All I know about you is what's familiar. That's all I know about you. I now see the need to rehabilitate my emotional body. One of the key elements to this practice to rehabilitate your emotional body. Necessary. It's one of the first things we shut down. Stress moments, when we're in pain, Trauma reveals itself, we squeeze our emotional body. Squeeze it. 
sometimes kill it. And if I don't rehabilitate my emotional body, I'll remain wounded and dependent. Wounded and dependent. And we are wounded and we are dependent. The example's up on the board. Some of you articulated that. And to understand that part of you, that you are wounded, attempting to rehabilitate, which takes some time, maybe a lifetime. But that is a great focus and a useful focus. Are you being called, Mama? Yes. <laughs> Babe is a calling. And so to understand your predominant emotional experience is important because you have one. And some of you mentioned it. And it's good to understand what that is and how you posture yourself at times, not all the time, but at times. When you get in the wobble, not feeling so good about something, that's when the feelers start going out. <laughs> gimme, 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 gimme. We can find that in various different things, beings. I want you, I don't want you. I want you chips. I don't want you chips. I want you, I don't know, ice cream. I don't want you ice cream. I had this Snickers cake last night. You can't even imagine how delicious it was. The creator of that is in this room. Amazing. I couldn't help myself. It's like, I want that. And so we can live our life that way. I want, I don't. We can do that with whatever. The volatile self. The brilliance of this practice that's coming to you is an opportunity to confront this experience. The wounded dependent you. And to do that with great courage and intention, discipline. And that's what this practice is attempting to teach you. And you need it. You know you need it. We all need it. And whatever that looks like, who knows? But you know where this lives in your life. You absolutely know it intimately, whether you want to admit it or not. And to be able to develop yourself on your mat so you can confront where this lives in your life to change it. It requires changing a relationship. Maybe it even requires you ending a relationship as it is. It's tough business, but also good business to be, to be taking on. Has this been useful? Maybe not what you're expecting on a Saturday morning. <laughs> I have one additional question before we move along. By seeing yourself in this conversation, mm -hmm. by identifying how you are at times, the conflicted one, the unpredictable one, the withdrawn one, where does that live in your relationship? Which relationship in particular? Where is that most familiar to you, relationship to whom? Maybe it's a sibling, a parent. Say it again. My dad. Your dad, thank you. Yeah, parents. parents, okay. Maybe it's a spouse, coworker. I don't know. We got something to say about that. Ooh, we're getting closer to it. 
sometimes patience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, good. Thank you for that. Anybody else? You have a few. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. And your parents and then maybe a few others from there. Okay. Thank you for that. Anybody else? I'm going to jump into the arena. Thank you so much. It's really interesting to me. I, this is a drama. Mm -hmm. I can feel like I've resolved a lot of that, mm -hmm. but only at, at my level. Mm -hmm. I, I have a great role model in Chris Drive, my father, who I grew up around. And mm -hmm. I've done everything possible to not be like him. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I figured it out how to translate that through the language. I feel very content and very at peace with where I am relative to him and how he's showed up in life. And I don't know that I know how to translate Okay. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. So you've been, you could say, comparing yourself to your father in terms of how withdrawn you are compared to him or how he used to be, something like that. And then translating it from that relationship to other relationships. said yeah and thanks for not being withdrawn thanks for modeling something different for us yeah and it has not been easy it has been a hell of a journey i could imagine and it'll continue to be that such as the practice coming your way let it be a journey build yourself into a posture that's different than this different than this that's the attempt intention matters and how you hold yourself when you're mad absolutely matters. The focus of this class is your side bodies, a sensitive, delicate area, such as you, a sensitive, delicate area. <laughs> and to hold yourself that way. Are you ready? Nice to be with you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for participating. It is mat practice time. You'll need one block, at least one. <laughs> 